I'm reading you The Shadline Rises by me, Eric Kent Edstrom. You can buy a copy of this to support the podcast at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Apple, Kobo, anywhere you get your ebooks. It's also available in paperback. Chapter 9. Very Unladylike Kyla found Quinn in her room, a dusty and drafty shell on the second tier of the tower. The raven-haired woman claimed being farther from black made it easier for her to sleep. Quinn was in the center of a room that held nothing but a pallet of ratty old blankets, a small round table, a single chair, and a wash basin with mirror. The windows were open, admitting fresh morning air. The woman herself stood in the middle, barefoot on the tiles, moving through a series of lunges and spins. They reminded Kyla of blade-fighting forms she had once seen Jeanne do. What Quinn lacked in fluidity and precision, she made up for with power and palpable anger. The truth was, Quinn didn't know any blade-fighting forms. A shadline she might be, but she had not received more than one night's training from the mysterious Cloak Einlin. She had answered Kyla's knock with a stern, Come in! but she'd forced Kyla to wait until her made-up form was complete. When she finally turned to face her friend, Quinn's brow pearled with sweat. Like Kyla, she wore black, a loose blouse, tight-fitted trousers, a lovely pendant at her throat. Her hair was a tumble of black that in certain light held a blue tinge. At the moment, it was tied back with a leather thong. Her face was pretty, arch and flushed. A radiance daughter, she carried herself with a natural arrogance and refinement at total odds with her simmering ferocity. I need you to go to Docktown, Kyla said. She handed Quinn her bank draft. Her enlightened said that only a bank on Garden Island would honor this note. I want it all in coin. Quinn knew of the note, and she came from a rich family. Neither the note itself nor the amount it represented surprised her at all. That will be heavy, even if I get some of it in sheaves. When Kyla said nothing, she drew a stray hair from her eyes and plopped onto her palate. There was a road once. I wonder how deep under the ash it is. Kill's Keep stood on a coastal cliff, as far from the central garden tower as it could be and still remain on land. But some catastrophe had happened an age ago, and the entire landscape was an ash barrens. Get the coin, buy a wagon, a horse, hire a man, do what's needed. I trust your judgment. Quinn looked away. I don't. You're a Radiance daughter. I doubt you will steal from me. That's not what I meant. She was talking about Black, the blade that had bonded to her, but which had a strong will of its own. It made her take risks she wouldn't have usually done. It provoked her to anger, and she always found herself on the verge of combat with people who merely irritated her. So far, she had not succumbed to its bloodlust, but she had given the blade into Kyla's safekeeping until she could master herself. And that's not all, Kyla said, lowering her voice. She didn't feel one of the emissaries lurking outside, but all of the ways had their secret Mercus relics. She wouldn't be surprised if one of the women had a queller. We need a ship. We do? 
Quinn's lips curled at the corners. We do. Where are we going? Starside to begin with. And then? The Hargath. I was hoping you'd say Trist, or someplace even farther away from here, and from Starside. Maybe someday. But Kyla wouldn't let herself think about it. There was a job of work to be done, and no point wishing for roasts when the bowl's full of oats. Where is he? Sarenhal, that's all I know. Quinn whistled. A very unladylike thing to do, Kyla had learned. From Quinn, who had admonished her for doing just that whistle during their voyage to the island aboard Seahound. As Kyla had hoped, this mission provided Quinn with a new source of energy. The young woman bounded to her feet and patted her hip. That's where Black should have been. She eyed Kyla momentarily, speculative hope rising. Kyla dashed it with a curt shake of the head. Kyla walked down with Quinn, through the great hall, and out the huge iron-bound entry door. Squinting against the sun, Kyla bade her friend good fortune and warned her not to attack the emissary from Till, who was even now approaching up the debris-strewn road that led to the keep. As Quinn's form diminished, Henley's presence grew. He appeared next to her a few moments later. Kyla, you need to see this. He wasn't holding anything. He pointed over his shoulder back into the keep. You see that man approaching, Kyla said. That is the emissary of Till. I must greet him and get him settled before I can have any fun. Frustration rose and fell within the span of a single breath. Henley nodded. He said, let me greet him here. You should receive him in your room. Show him how high above him your station is. The thought of climbing all those steps again did not appeal to her. Not at all. But she trusted Henley's judgment on things like this. Like Quinn, he had grown up among wealthy people who played wealthy people's games. She patted his shoulder and nodded a thank you. You'd better hurry. It would be awkward if he caught up to you on the stairs. Nax, I'm going back upstairs. I'm with Huff. You need to see this. Show me. Kyla knew to brace herself for the cat sight. When her vision switched to Nax's, she didn't even fall over. And the usual sick feeling in her stomach didn't bend her double. She saw part of Huff sitting on a stone-tiled floor, tail wrapped daintily around his front feet. Beyond him, an arched corridor ending in a tumble of debris. I've seen that before. No, look. Nax began to move. Kyla had to steady herself against the wall. The more her body tried to resist, the quicker she'd lose her Ingleberry muffins. The view approached the wreckage, the angle low to the ground. Kyla saw a hole had opened up near the base. A bit of stone had been moved back. Henley's doing, certainly. Don't go in there. But telling a cat not to explore a hole was like telling a hound to balance a bit of bacon on its snout. Nax went in. Total darkness. And then... Listen! The cat sight was not just vision. It encompassed all the senses. And Nax's hearing was sharper in some ways than Kyla's. From the distance came a rumbling. It resounded all around, as if Nax stood in a vast cavern. The rumble she recognized deep within her body. A waterfall. Come out! 
Kyla commanded. Nax was sending skittish feelings through the bond, so she didn't need much encouragement. For now. Soon, curiosity would overcome her nervousness, and she would probe deeper into the darkness beyond that wall of debris. This must be what Henley had wanted to show her. Stay there, I will be down soon. Step by unwilling step, Kyla ascended to the top of Kill's Keep.